We spoke in the past about chemistry, a natural connection, a natural chemistry that makes two people click. The question is, can someone elevate their charisma? Hi, welcome back to Paul Group Employment Shmoos Podcast. I'm your host, Chaim Desser, CEO of Paul Group Staffing. The truth is that chemistry between two people, in most cases, is a natural connection. Even if chemistry can sometimes be developed over time, it is still a huge factor at a job interview because if the hiring manager didn't click well with the candidate in the first impression and other candidates clicked better, then they will most likely lean towards the one that they felt better connection to. But that said, it's important to know that charisma is something a person can build on by utilizing some basics. Like first showing your warmth and then your competence. When you show warmth, friendliness, when you come into an interview with a smile and greet nicely and you try to be humble and show kindness first before you show your competence, that builds your likability and then you can then back it up with competence. It's important to note that one thing is for sure. No one is doomed for life. If you didn't connect with someone at one meeting, it doesn't mean that you don't connect well with everyone. It just wasn't meant to be and you should continue to connect with other employers until you find one who will like you and hire you. People say no two diamonds are alike. Two people can look at two stones. One likes the brilliance of the first diamond and buys it. Another person likes the second diamond better and buys that one. But both of them are diamonds and they each have their unique brilliance. So if you met with an employer and there wasn't the right chemistry between you, don't feel bad. Nothing is wrong with you. You still have your skills, your expertise, which no one can take away from you. You are still a diamond with great brilliance that someone will choose as a terrific employee. So talking about diamonds, years ago, I was a diamond cutter. I remember having parcels with many diamonds in different shapes, round shapes, pear-shaped, marquees, hearts, oval, and cushion shapes. To the naked eye, they all looked very similar, but when you picked them up individually and looked into the stone with a loop, you could see the imperfections of each stone, and it was up to my client to decide how much of the imperfection they want to cut away in order to have a cleaner, nicer stone, and at what price. For example, if a diamond weighs one carat, it's worth significantly more than one that weighs only 0.90 of a carat. So it was up to the client to decide if they want to rather a cleaner stone with less imperfection that weighs only 0.90 of a carat, or rather leave the small imperfections and let it weigh a full carat. It was up to every client to make that decision. I see now some resemblance to that in the recruiting industry as well. Some clients prefer to overlook some of the chemistry and rather focus on skills and experience while others will not. That's why I say one should never feel that they have no chance in connecting with other employers. Every employer will make their choice based on something that you most likely don't know before you meet them. Now, let's try to break down your first encounter with someone so we understand how relationships form. The first thing what most people go through in their mind before they meet someone the first time is usually, can I trust this person? Can I rely on this individual? If you don't trust the person you just met, then you'll try to get out of this meeting as soon as you can. If you can't trust the person, then why share any personal or important information? So the question is, how do we develop that trust right at the beginning? It usually happens naturally, 
when you show warmth as soon as you meet with someone. That is what builds connection and fosters closeness with people. And once people feel connected to you, then they start developing trust and they rely more and more. When you smile at people and you have open body language by looking at them in the eye, that forms a natural connection and trust. If you can't look someone in the face, it conveys that you are not so connected with that person or not so connected to the conversation and it comes off cold. After you develop a good form of connection, then you can start digging in more deeply about the job specifics. So when you start showing your capabilities, it is all built on your first connection. Otherwise, if you start with technicalities, then you'll come across as cold with no real relationship foundation. When two people connect, they usually will start feeding off each other. One will finish explaining what the other party has started and both will shake heads sometimes yes or no. That's how connections build up the relationships. There are basically three main elements that help build that up. One is if you check out the environment that your partner is in, then you will know how to relate to them by connecting to the elements they are into, thereby opening up a trusted channel of communication. For example, if you make a nice remark about their office, of course, if you feel it's in place to do so, then you automatically connect them to a place that they feel comfortable in, and it starts building a connection. The second element is mimicking their state. If you can assess if it's appropriate to imitate them, meaning to say, well, most of the time, this will come naturally, you wouldn't even notice that. When you mimic a person's state, then you relate to them instantly. For example, if you meet in a cold place, you see them react to it. If you show that you're in the same situation, it's cold for you as well, then that will automatically form a commonality between you two. The third element is allowing your approach. If you can align your approach to theirs, your tone, speed, and volume, then they will feel comfortable around you. And it forms a better connection versus if you overpower them or if you are so quiet that you have to almost pull your teeth, then it's hard to connect. That's the three main elements to form a connection and gain a natural communication bound. But as I said previously, I would like to add that it's important to be very careful when you speak about other people during an interview. If you can, find positive words in others that will A, reflect well on you, and it will also bring you closer to the people who hear you saying good things about others. When you speak negatively, it creates a negative vibe, which can divide you from the people in the room automatically, but the other way around, it gets you closer. Now, we all have something called effective presence. It's the feeling we inspire in the people we meet. This is how people think of you when you are out of the room. When people think about you, are they viewing you as an easy-to-be-around personality? Or do people usually try to stay away because you're a tough personality? It's all about how you make the people around you feel. The reality is that all of us have our days when we experience difficult emotions, frustration, aggravation, which then causes us to be tougher and not so reasonable. Or sometimes we feel an overflow of joy and happiness, and then we feel more in the mood of sharing and much more loose and easy. So how can we pick and choose the right time to form a conversation or when to set up the right time for an interview? So I personally wouldn't worry because in most cases, we will all go back to our baseline after a few minutes into a serious conversation. So we don't need to pick and choose and wait for the perfect timing because we will most likely get back into our natural baseline elements and act accordingly. And that is why I suggest to employers and hiring managers 
To give a few minutes at the start of an interview to develop these important connections, we are all busy people, but if we decide already on investing some time to interview a candidate, we should give it a fair chance. I will share with you a short story about charisma and natural chemistry. I tried setting up a great candidate to meet with a client. It was a tough search. But we finally found a great match. The candidate came into the interview a minute after the client finished screaming his heart out. The company was undergoing some construction to expand their office, and the employer was really not in the best mood. The candidate, who's a shrewd cookie, realized this right away and assessed the situation. He felt it's not the right time to get involved in an interview now. But how can he push off a meeting when he'd already arrived? He decided to tackle the situation headfirst. After greeting the employer with a warm smile, he asked if they wanted to reschedule the interview for a better time. He said, I really appreciate you making the time for the interview. In my current work position, I also interview employees, and I know and understand that sometimes there are more important things that come up to do. I understand you want to be a mensch and show up to a scheduled meeting. I thank you for showing up, but I understand you're dealing with something important and I'm totally okay with rescheduling. No worries whatsoever. The employer then opened up to him, told him why he was so frustrated. Since the candidate was a great problem solver, he took the opportunity, he gave him some ideas on how to navigate his current issue. They ended up schmoozing for about three hours or so. The real interview questions about the specific position were answered only towards the end of the conversation, but that came after they developed such a deep connection and the candidate had earned all the trust and passed everything with flying colors. It wasn't part of an act. The candidate meant it genuinely. He realized that it was not the time to present his competency. He focused on warmth. He helped in the situation, and that's how he built a real connection. And it actually helped him gain a position where he became a partner in running that company and currently earns profit sharing compensation. So when someone asks me, what can I do to connect better with employers? I always say, try to be authentic. Use your brains, assess the situation, and act accordingly. There's an old joke of a cantor who was very talented, but he had an issue remembering his lyrics. So he asked his assistant to create some tiny note cards to stick onto his palm of his hands, where he could write down the words to his songs. Since he used this card so frequently, he decided to make some additional notes there as well. One day in the middle of performing, he read his notes out loud instead of song lyrics. And he sang, Here is where I should cry. You can imagine that the audience burst out laughing. We can't spoon feed a natural conversation. We can help with some tips, but you need to use your own judgment of a situation and environment. Otherwise, it will sound like the cantor singing his notes instead of his lyrics. If you have a natural conversation and you click with each other, and of course, you have the skills needed to the job, then your chances of being picked as the right candidate are much greater. And now let's go to a poll group job advertisement. A construction company located in Brooklyn, New York is expanding and seeking a COO to run the company and build full-fledged office teams who will be able to handle the work processes to enable the company to take on bigger projects. Candidate must have experience in running large construction projects in New York City or in the Brooklyn area and must have in-depth experience in managing multiple teams. 
Send your resume to info at paulgroup.com. That's I-N-F-O at P-O-E-L-G-R-O-U-P.com. Wishing you all continued success in whatever you do. Have a wonderful day.